This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again. And uh, yes, it is Double Tap at home. Oh, I'm in my home. Sean's in the shed. Double Tap in the shed, Sean. That sounds interesting. No, it doesn't sound interesting. I don't like it. <laughs> don't say that again. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I am amazing. Oh, I have to tell Oof, you, I, okay. I'm very warm at the moment because oh, where we are, uh, well, I mean, you and I are about, about three, four hundred miles apart, but... Yes, uh, it's still quite warm in the UK, which is very unusual. The yellow UFO is out uh, for us all to enjoy. <laughs> it's and, Scorchio uh, yeah. today, and I've got my fans on. I'm sorry, there may be some noise, but otherwise I will just burst into flames, so I can't help it. Well, look, look we're not in an air-conditioned studio anymore, right? We're at home, no. so we have to yes. make some accommodations. So if you hear a bit of noise in the background, it's my fan. You'll probably hear the kids playing outside. Uh, you'll hear, you know, people power washing the cars and all the rest of it. So, you know, lots of stuff going on. Uh, but, you know, that's that's part of the joy. I actually think if it's like this next week, I'm going to do the show outside. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, it's like being at school again, having the lesson outside. <laughs> Al fresco, beautiful. <laughs> I love those days. Uh, listen, we've got an old friend coming to, uh, back to the show this week. Uh, Tim's taking a week off this week, but uh, in his place we have Jay Taylor, who's back. Hello, Jay. Hey, guys. It's great to be back. And I... Why are you talking about those kind of temperatures? We don't have those here in Newfoundland and Labrador. It doesn't. Well, yeah, we, we, just as we, we we were talking here, and we were like, "Oh, it's really warm." And you had said, "Oh, you're wrapped up in blankets to dampen the sound in your room because you've know, got an echoey room or whatever." Uh, and we we're like, "Oh, don't worry about it because it's, it's so warm." And you're like, "What?" Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely not uh, for uh, anybody uh, here, uh, especially in Canada. No, this past weekend was our like our official or unofficial start to the summer season. You know, the May long week. Weekend. And here in the wonderful province of Newfoundland and Labrador, uh, we did not make double digits uh, in our temperature. So oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's disappointing. I've got to say, you need to try harder. And there was actually a couple of nights we hit the negatives. You know, we hit the minuses a couple of times. Oh, it's, it's oh come on. Positive attitude. Well, come on. Hey, Jay. listen, I, I'm warm now. It's all good. So, you know, I'm under, under a pile of blankets to dampen sound, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's 20-odd degrees here at the moment, which is not much, I know. Um, and, and bearing in mind, I'm in Scotland, one of the uh, coldest parts of the world. And, um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is actually quite nice today. So I was, you I was can't sitting say outside. that while you're talking to Jay. <laughs> yeah. I know, but, but, but I think the thing is... Do you want to back that train up just a little bit? <laughs> I know, well, the thing is, you have extreme highs and you have extreme lows in temperature. That's the difference, I think. Scotland tends to have a kind of median. It tends to kind of go between cold and relatively warm. You know, kind of enough to wear a pair of shorts, but, you know, you'll still get a Oof. bit of a breeze between your legs. That's enough. Right? Okay, okay, you know something? Mental Oof. images that are not necessary. <laughs> I agreed to come back for this. Like, okay, yeah, so. you did. Uh, you did agree okay. uh, to come back. I can only apologise. Uh, <laughs> um, but look, we've got lots to talk about this week. We're going to be talking about uh, fun, 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 fun. Uh, why? Because well, we're having fun. Uh, well, I am anyway. I mean, all these people are working from home, and they're like, "Oh, it's terrible. I want to get back to the office." I'm having a great time. I'm loving this. Mind you, I'm a geek, so I ha- I'm happy to spend time in a room with technology. That is fine. And uh, oh, so much technology. I've been. Buying like a crazy person. In fact, I have to say, this is the first day, and, and today actually is a very important day for me uh, because um, 
I haven't bought anything on Amazon today. I, I just, you know, that, I think that is, you know, good news. No, no, no. Today, that's that's the qualifier here. You haven't bought anything today. And the day's not over yet. I mean, right. honestly, I think we need some sort of intervention because every time I speak to you, you've got parcels coming. Oh, the door's going. I've just got to go. Oh, it's the Amazon. Man. It's ridiculous. What's the matter with you? I'm, I'm not going to lie, right? There's yes. actually a lot of things. We don't have enough time in the show to go over all <laughs> well, of that. Well, I know exactly. I know. So, Where do you start? But honestly, <laughs> yesterday, four times the door had gone with parcels, and it was like four or five a time. So much so that I had to actually, uh, you know, get a friend to come over. We had to socially distance this, but we had to kind of move stuff around so we could get into the house uh, because there was so many boxes packing up. It is really ridiculous. But I'll, I'll tell you partly why. I'll tell you partly why. Yeah, I say, what because did you I am, buy? Like, well, the thing is, I'm getting my studio re-kitted. So we're getting oh. a new, I'm going to put a new studio in with new Ooh. kit and all the rest, new desks. So there's lots of stuff coming, and that's why it's a bit like... But, of course, I'm buying lots of accessories for my desk as well. LED lights. I have no idea why, but apparently <laughs> they'll look good. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff. I, and, you know, Send us a the, picture. The, we'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. I will. And you can tell me it looks great, and I believe you. Uh, but, no, we're, we're really excited about getting all this done. So, well, I am. My wife, I don't think you care You say less. we. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a big word, man. The, do- the dog's excited, right? So there's two of us now who's excited about this. Um, but, no, I mean, and the thing is, you know, we've been getting, my wife has sent our kitchen appliances, so we've been getting some new uh, kitchen appliances and stuff. She's loving our baking at the moment. And... Um, She's, she's so excited to get this. And, and I was like, okay, that's great. So that's kind of allowed me to then hit the buy button on a 75-inch <laughs> Samsung television. Yes, I know. I know. What's the point? But I did. And I'm sorry, but I don't care. Uh, I am so excited to get a big TV that's going to basically create a bigger blur on the wall. It's ridiculous. I mean, there is absolutely no point for a TV of that size. It's just overkill. It's ridiculous. It doesn't help with your vision at all. So, I no. mean, it's pointless. Well. It's not pointless. No, it is. It's pointless, Stephen. I, try and I, just, I, I can't justify it at all. Well, I thought if it's got bigger, you know, the screen's bigger, I'll get bigger sound. Is that not how it works? <laughs> no. Oh, boy. <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> and you're actually getting paid for this show. Okay. Well, we have to, we yeah, really, know, we really have to, crazy. we have to have some discussions. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I know. I think just, AMI have figured it out. Yeah, I think they know what's so, going on. I mean, that's why they brought me back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's be serious here, okay? I suppose it does depend on your vision, the vision that you have got. Um, but what are you expecting a seventy-five-inch TV to to give you? I mean, are you expecting to see more or or what? I think so. I've got a fifty-five-inch up in the wall at the moment, which is is okay, but I can't really see that much on it. But I can make out, uh, I guess, enough to get by i mean the audio description is the key right i mean i can't do without that i guess i'm just hoping that you know by using the prescription glasses that i use which are very rarely on because they, they cause me a lot of headaches and it's probably because they're the wrong prescription now um which is another <laughs> problem you found them on a bus because <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, they're not mine um but you know those Over here glasses, in canada like bubbles from the trailer park boys you see those yes glasses, right, you know? <laughs> that's right yeah exactly um, apparently but, they were know, actually real that was the thing well, I'm thinking that this might actually be. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have actually no idea why this is going to be a good idea, if it's even going to be a good idea or not. But the price was just so good, and I thought I have to do this. I want so, to come back yeah. for the case study on this one. I, I really do. I want to find out the end result of this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think part of me feels this is just a, a last ditch attempt. You know, it's a bit like, um, you know, if I was if I was able to buy a car, I'd probably buy the most expensive car 
even though I know I can't drive it. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's one of those silly things. I don't, it makes no sense at all. But in my I get head, it. it makes perfect sense. I get it because I'm I've got a a computer monitor here that I barely ever use, but. I'm thinking, well, if I get a better monitor, maybe I can increase the contrast or I can get that brightness just right so that it's not all washed out and grey looking and I can't really make things out. But the truth is, that's just my vision. That's probably not a lot to do with the state of the monitor. But I'm always looking, thinking, "Eh, maybe if I get a more expensive one or a bigger one, then maybe it will help. I think it's just sort of... I don't know, grasping onto straws, maybe? Well, that's well, the let's thing. be honest. We're this all, is denial. We're this all, is all this is. It's <laughs> denial, isn't it? Yeah, well, we're all trying to find different things that actually help and in different ways. I mean, uh, you know, from different size smartphone screens and tablet screens and and yep. all kinds of different other things that we can think of that you say, well, maybe this would be something. Maybe this would do something. This is the I mean, magic thing. Yeah, uh, yeah but... Like you said, audio description is the thing. We've got so many accessible media video streaming options now. We have Disney Plus and we've got Netflix, of course, and Amazon Prime, all with various levels of audio description. So, really, we just need a tablet or a smartphone and just listen to the audio description. The screen actually does nothing for us, does it? I can't see anything. I've just bought 75 yeah, I was going to say, this is a conversation between me and Sean right now. So. Yeah, I think it is. I think I can step out of this one. I, well, I think I'm I'm going to be kicked out of blind club at this rate. You um, see, the trouble is, I'm saying all this, and it makes total sense, but I'm currently waiting on a 55-inch TV that I've just ordered as well. See, you're just as bad then. So, like, yeah, well, I know. I, I'm, you know what? And I don't know why that is, because I've got RP, so I've got, like, a tiny, terrible central vision tunnel there that a 55 inch tv i'm gonna have to be turning my head like i'm watching tennis i'm gonna have to be scanning the thing all the time to get it all in it'll look like a bobblehead by the time you're watching tv (laughs) but the thing is i want it there's something about the bigger tv what is that is that a generational thing do you think i mean my kids never watch tv they they don't care they they've never watched tv but there's something about those big screen TVs that I want. It's almost like those LED strips that you're getting, Stephen. Yeah. You know, it's just something cool about it. Is it nerdy? Is it geeky? Why? Well, that's kind of the theme of the show this week. It's about that fun aspect. You know, we don't always have to... I think sometimes when you're blind, you almost feel you have to justify everything you do. And, you know, if you buy a big TV like this, there are people who... Well, they'll think one of two things. They'll either immediately think... um, well, there's no point in buying that because you won't be able to see it. And then there's other people who will say, clearly his sight's better than he's making out. Yeah. Um, and it's it's neither of those. It's just you just want to have – I mean, there is no real justifiable reason. But I don't have to have a justifiable reason. If I can afford to buy it, I work hard. I can afford to buy this thing. And if I want to buy it, I'll buy it. And sod it. If, if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me. But, you know, I, I think this might be good. I'm not planning to play games on it. I'm only planning really to watch movies um, and watch TV shows and stuff and just maybe get a little bit, a little bit more clarity on the screen. Um, it's always going to be a big blur. But if it can be just that little bit less of a blur that it is at the moment. And I'll tell you what drove me to this. I'd gotten, I mean, this, this sounds crazy, but upstairs in my office where I am at the moment where the studio is, I've got a TV up here and it's a 65-inch. And that was what kind of made me think because I got that and I actually can see that a bit more clearly. And I thought, well, if I can see a 65 a bit more clearly, then a 75, obviously. And that's essentially how I got to this decision. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But I just, I just like you, I just want to have it. And I think that's the thing. And sometimes when you're, especially when you've got some vision left 
and Jay, you know, we were kind of mucking around earlier when we were setting up, and you know, you were trying to get you know the, the program to record, and it was I could hear you, I could hear your nose on the screen moving around, and it's like there comes a point where you have to say to yourself, is it time to move on? I've said this often enough. There comes a point where you think enough is enough. I've got to start using Jaws or voiceover or whatever it is. But it's really hard when you've still got that vision that's sitting in front of you, even if it's terrible. It is very difficult. Uh, you know, I myself, I do, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I find myself looking at different things, yeah, I, I'm constantly trying to use exactly what it is. I have a very hard time using things like voiceover, yeah. uh, you know, and, and things like that, like for me, because I've never had to before. But as my vision is slowly diminishing, depleting, I don't know, whatever word you want to call it. Uh, you know, I have to start opening myself up to, to experiencing different things in different ways of doing things. Cause the traditional way for me, whether it was holding my face right up to the monitor, which I spent a lot of years doing that. And maybe that's the reason why my vision is deteriorating the way it is. Maybe I went a little too close with those old CRT monitors. Cut your you head. Know. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it could be any any number of things that way. But, uh, you know, there are things out there and there are ways of being able to do it that I just need to I just need to try and explore it a bit more. It's not you know, easy. Myself. It's not easy. And I, and I know this because I've I mean, how many times, Sean, have, have you and I had this conversation on here, um, you know, outside of the show? Just saying, you know, it's so difficult. I mean, I remember when I made the decision to go down to start using Jaws on the PC I realized I kind of, I think the thing for that, the reason I did it in the end was ultimately because I knew my job was probably at stake. I thought I'm going to lose my job if I don't get sorted here because I couldn't keep up. I could not do what I needed to do visually. So, I, I mean, it, and it sounds crazy to people and it's very hard to explain. I think partial sight is really hard to explain to people because a computer monitor I just cannot use. I can't see anything on it. And mm -hmm. the problem is the more, the longer this goes on, uh, uh, you know, I forget where things are, you know, because things move around and the, the OS, the operating system changes. So Microsoft Windows 10, I've never really seen visually, so I don't really know how where things pop up and show up. But there are certain things on the Mac, for example, like I said to you earlier, QuickTime Player shows up in top left. That's because it's memory, it's there. It's not that I know it's there or I mean, I'm hoping it will show up there. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just what you remember. But uh, so for me, it's like, well, I can't see that screen anymore. That's useless to me. Um, so why am I buying a 75-inch telly? I don't know. I just think that maybe my vision allows cool. me to be able to see big blurs, right? But I'm not going to put a computer through it because there's no point. Because um, it's detail for me. It's all about the detail. I have very little detail, and, and one TV character to the next one makes no difference to me at all. They all are the same. Um, whereas, and so, so you know, translate that to text, it's it's almost gone. And on the phone, it's the same. If I really, really look close at something, I can make out some text, but it's very hard. And it's like the way I describe it is, it's someone poking a stick in my eye and i'm i don't know about you guys i'm not a huge fan of that and i don't care who knows it <laughs> weirdo it's <laughs> well it's one of those things like i look back you know in the past few years i you know originally uh, i i used the you know the the one of the first generation iphones it was the, the iphone 3g or 3gs i can't remember uh but with the you know with the smaller screen and then as the uh, the iPhone 5 and the well the SE was the uh, was the one that had the same body shape to it and then the you know the phone started getting a little bit bigger and things like that and you know but right now I'm actually using one of the largest screen phones on the market right now the Galaxy S20 Ultra 
Oh, wow. 6.9 inch screen. And I have a very hard time seeing that compared to an iPhone eight, which is what I had before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and my son right now has, is using, uh, the iPhone eight and I go to pick it up to, to do something for him, you know, to enter the password. Cause he's not allowed to buy anything. <laughs> well <laughs> done. He's, mm-hmm. he's only, he's only, he's only do eight, that for you. Stephen. So, you know, <laughs> well, turn off one click on Amazon, turn it off. Right. But I, yeah. I realize now that, you know, how much, uh, you know, different it is for me in the past couple of years. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's time to start doing things a bit differently. Really and listen, do you know something I know? And I, I know a lot of people might say to you, and I, I hate it when people say things like, you know, oh, yeah, I must be terrible. Or, yeah, I can only imagine. And if they can't, but you know something, Sean and I really can, uh, and t- and Tim as well. If he was here, he would be saying exactly the same. He'd be saying, you know, I totally understand how difficult it is. I think, you know, what, what's interesting is all the blind people I've met, totally blind people, often say that they, well, no, I can't say all of them. That's not fair. But there are blind people I've met who've said to me that when they lost all of their vision, life got better for them, which kind of makes no sense at all to me. But when when you not initially anyway, but when you hear them explain, well, when I had the partial sight, I was constantly trying to use it, so I was constantly pushing everything to to a point where I was actually hurting myself. Um, Yes, yeah. So you get to a point where it's it's like when you don't have the option, you have to use voiceover or Jaws or you know whatever it is on the phone. You need to use it because otherwise you're not going to be able to function in the world. And when that happens, there's a sense of right, okay fine but at the same token i don't want to lose what's left in order to achieve that so i think it's about mentality um and and that's why i'm I'm really glad you you're happy to talk about that and i did ask you beforehand because you know i didn't want to just throw you under the bus on this on air because it's up to you (laughs) that's okay it's okay i wouldn't see it coming anyway so there you go um oh oh, i love the old ones i'm gonna get my cheese grater joke out if this keeps up um but Best book ever read. Uh, right, there we go. I said it. So, it was only um, two pages. It was only a pamphlet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Fun, um, fun, fun. But th- this is the thing about, right, so the fun aspect. I did want to talk about fun this week because, you Absolutely. know, that's the thing. TV is fun. Um, <laughs> gaming is fun. Uh, you've been mucking around with, well, you have been for a while. Anyway, you, last time we spoke, you'd been trialing the, was it the Google Daydream VR, the virtual reality? Uh, no, I, it was the uh, Samsung Gear VR. Oh, the Samsung Gear, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. How's that for you? How are you coping with that? Well, it's uh, when I initially bought it, it was just for a goof and a gag kind of thing. You know, I just wanted because just to play play yeah, around with not, it a yeah. little bit. And uh, one of the apps that I did stumble across, and I don't remember if I mentioned it actually on the time when I was on before, but it was an app that developed by Samsung Creative Labs called Relumino. Mm, and okay. what it does is it essentially turns your smartphone attach these glasses into assistive technology. So a head-worn video magnifier. Ah. So for the first time, we actually were able to go to our local electronic shop, whether here in Canada it was Best Buy or, or whatever, you know, sorry if I'm not supposed to drop a name here, but anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but you could actually go down there and te- technically buy all of the pieces for this at a retail store and just go and install this particular application which was free. Yeah. Um, and all I had to do, and all I did was just, I did it. I, I stumbled across it by accident. I, I just did a Google search for uh, virtual reality video magnifier or something along those lines. And this was the first thing that popped up. 
And I tried it out, and for me, uh, because my vision is where it is deteriorating the way it is, I'm very, very light sensitive mm, to a lot of yeah. things now. Everything for me is a lot of – I always like to say I'm like living in a constant fog machine. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of thing. You know, like, I'm exactly just the same. a really yeah. heavy haze. So – and with the eSight glasses that uh, that I've been using for years that were tre- are a tremendous, tremendous piece of technology – for me, too much light was getting, still getting in, and I it just got to a point where I'm 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 unable to use those glasses anymore. And right, okay. but with this headset, it actually blocks, of course, all external light. So you lose some of the benefits of the eSight of being able to tilt them up out of the way and see your peripheral vision around and different things like that. So you do lose that, but it actually gave me um, better functionality over the course of, you know, just using them for various different activities. And I actually took them, the Gear VR, with a Samsung Galaxy S9 smartphone attached to the front of it, down to Florida, the last trip we went. And that actually enabled me to see things that I had never seen at any point in time going down there. Wow. That's amazing. Because, um, and, and I got to say, the guys, or the folks, uh, guys, girls, whoever were involved with the developing of this particular application, they are located in Korea. And I did, and I was communicating back and forth with one of the developers for quite a while and just talking about different things and different little features. And they actually added in a few suggestions to it and, you know, enhanced the digital zoom. And they said, you know, the one, the one response that I got back from them was, if we increase the zoom, we're going to lose quality. I said, and I wrote back, I said, that is correct, but we're not talking about, you know, reading uh, the text in a dictionary up close with that type of zoom. We're talking about looking at a... From five miles. We're talking about looking at a road sign, maybe at the end of the block or, you know, house numbers. So the greater detail and sharpness is not required the same way as it would be for something up close. And I got back, they like, that's actually a pretty good idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, within about two days, I get an email back saying, here, we, we just made this update. Go check it out. And it turned it into, a, you know, a very viable device. And I, I traveled to Toronto actually last year as well and did a little demonstration of them for my family that were with me. And we're standing in the airport. And I'm not sure if you guys have ever been to a Toronto airport. I mean, Heathrow would be about the same type of thing. It's huge. It's absolutely massive. There's yeah. just people everywhere. And I was able to see a sign about a thousand feet away. Wow. And could, you know, and once I looked at it, I had to look at it quite a little bit, you know, but I could actually then pick out what it was. I mean, it wasn't, you know, super, super clear, but it, it has done the trick for me. But all of a sudden I'm, I'm dealing with a piece of consumer electronics that you can go out and pick up for, well, I mean, the headset brand new is like around 199, but I know you can find them cheaper. I found mine secondhand for like 80 bucks. Why? Yeah. And I already had my smartphone. I, I This was the phone I was currently using at the time. So I just took that and put it right into the front of it. And like for essentially $100, I was able to to get this put together. Now, if you had to go out and buy the parts individually, it's going to cost you a bit more. But you're still talking less than 1000 bucks. Now, you have eSight as well. Yes. And unfortunately, you're not, going, not able to use that now either, unfortunately, because of the level of vision you now Correct. have. But... Um, but when you could use it, how would it compare? Because that's what eSight is as well, isn't it? It's it's a video, mag- it's a head-worn video magnifier, absolutely. And eSight was very, I mean, right there. On, I would say on the same level, but it did have some different uh, features to it that really enabled 
uh, more long-term wearing, shall we say, because you, you okay. could actually tilt it up out of your way. So if I didn't want to have my glasses down in my face, I could just leave them on, but they have this tilt mechanism inside that you could just tilt them up out of the way and still leave your glasses on, just kind of bring them down when you need them. Mm. And, uh, you know, the control is very simple. Um, the downside with the Gear VR thing is that sometimes it ends up going back out into the, what we'll call the main operating system of the Gear VR, which is not accessible by any stretch of the imagination. It is absolutely not accessible. Just, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. There, there are probably a few other choice words I could probably <laughs> use, but it's horrible. So I end up actually just having to take the headset off, take the phone out, relaunch the app and pop it back in again. Because I, I just can't, I can't navigate the system. So yeah, that that's the thing for me with VR and using a smartphone because you're kind of reliant on the whole thing being accessible. And how does that work when it's inside your headset? exactly? Now there are other companies that are out there that are using the Gear VR. You have a company uh, just to name one in particular, Iris Vision. Yeah, uh, they yeah, use the right, Gear yeah. VR headset along with the Galaxy S8. They they haven't used the S9s yet, but they're actually in partnership with Samsung uh, to to do this together. And they don't have, like, there's no external operating system, so to speak. It's like the, the thing powers on and it's into the software and it doesn't come out. So it bypasses any of the Oculus software that is used for the Gear VR. Yeah. And I actually asked the guys, uh, the creators of Relumino about this. And they said, because of the contractual obligations that they do have, they can't bypass it. Because it's still being marketed as the Gear VR, and this is just an application, so they can't do anything to change that. Whereas the other guys, mm-hmm. they're actually marketing this as a combined unit. This is its sole purpose. Like even on the S8 itself, it can't be used for anything else. You can't take it out and use it as a smartphone. It just doesn't work. So you know, that's how they're able to bypass it. This, I think, sort of links nicely back to the conversation you had last week, Stephen, with Shelley and Tim about the future of specialized tech. I don't know if we've got time before the break, but... Um. Yeah, we should maybe bring... Uh, you're talking about the comment that we got in this week on, on voicemail. Um, because we had a very interesting conversation um, last week, Jay, all about specialist tech and, and mainstream tech. And I wasn't really getting into the the what's better. I was more thinking about the future of specialist tech. You know, with a company... And, and this is a good example of it. eSight versus uh, something like the Samsung headset with the, the phone. Because when you look at the cost... What did you pay for your eSight again? When I initially purchased mine, it was uh, for Canadian dollars, 13500 Wow. And the the VR was 80 bucks, Um And the phone, obviously, you know, well, I imagine the phone would be fairly expensive, but not that kind of Well, thing. no, exactly. Like the phone, I believe, at the time retailed for around 899 or something along those lines. But I, I had it on my, my, my carrier contract or term yeah. tab thing whatever you know yeah so i already had the phone as it was and uh, it was my daily driver as a phone and um yeah it again it's it's really based a lot on a lot of different things like the the image quality inside of the gear vr with this particular application not on the same level as what i was getting through the e-site no however you know, for me, with the way now, and that's before my vision started to change. Now that my vision has changed, I am actually physically, if you look at my numbers uh, for visual acuity and things like that, I'm outside of the realm of support for eSight. Yeah. Like, my condition has, has worsened to a point where eSight, if I had called them right now, I would not be a candidate to to use the equipment because my eyesight is worse than what they support. Yeah. 
it wasn't at the time, but it is now. So, and it's a very, it is a rapid decline in the past, say, two years. Well, look, I want to talk more about this. We are going to take a break at the moment um, because we have to, or else, I I don't know, someone from AMI will come in and hit me on the head. (laughs) I mean, obviously, we have to do it with social distancing now. I think that's different. Use a stick. It's fine. A long stick. Do you remember remember from the original Batman movie, Jack Nicholson with the the boxing glove on the spring, (laughs) spring spring-loaded thing? Don't give him ideas, Jay. That's a great idea. Don't give AMI any suggestions. They'll do it. Uh, Right, okay, look, stick around. We'll come back and we'll talk more about this because I want to get into this uh, conversation again about specialist and mainstream. It's caused a a bit of a stir on uh, our voicemails this week. So we'll get to that in a moment. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. We've been getting some comment in this week following our chat last week where we had Shelley Brisbane and Tim Schwartz talking with us about uh, specialist tech and mainstream tech. Beth got in touch uh, to say hello and share her thoughts on the conversation. Hello, guys. This is Beth in Virginia where it's going to be in the 80s for the next few days and plenty of rain is forecast because even though hurricane season doesn't start, around here until June 1st, the weather doesn't know that. So we may have a tropical or a subtropical storm off the coast. It's not going to hit us or anything, but we're going to get the after effects from it. And that's the weather. I listened with great interest, as I always do to the show, to episode 134. And you know, I'm beginning to come to the conclusion that, you know how, we all love to eat, right? Well, don't we like to eat different things at our meals usually? I mean, no. well, not always, but, you know, we like, like if we have spaghetti, maybe we want a little garlic bread with it, or Oof. some people want a little salad with it. Oh, well, maybe the answer, no, my friend, it isn't blowing in the wind. It's sitting right here in front of us. Maybe the answer is have a little of both. You know, a little specialized and a little mainstream. How about that? Okay. The one thing about, well, actually, two major things about Specialized that I really like. Number one, I don't know about anybody else, but I am uneasy with mainstream tech a lot of the time. There, I said it. Mm. I just, I'm just not comfortable with it. And as good as the screen readers are, I sometimes wonder if it's like bolting something onto something else and it's kind of like you're you're steering the ship indirectly instead of using the rudder. Now, of course, I guess you could say the same thing for Specialized because you've got a shell over the operating system. So maybe it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. Uh, But it seems to me that in practice, The specialized tech is easier. Notice, I didn't say that it's less complex in what it can do in the things that it does, but it just seems to be easier to operate. And the other thing about specialized tech is it can read the BRF files and the BRL files and the talking, the BARD and the uh, stuff from other countries as far as talking book stuff goes. Mainstream tech doesn't read that. Of course, I guess you can get some software that will. But still, I I just, you know what? I, I kind of see it as a friendly coexistence here. 
I think we may be barking up the wrong tree, which why would you want to bark at a tree anyway? But um, maybe the question shouldn't be which is better. Maybe the question should be what do I want to do and what would give me the easiest and the best for me way to do what I want to do? And just let the two coexist with each other, nice and friendly, no fights. And you use each one as you see fit. Or if you just want to use one, that's fine too. So that was my thoughts. Everybody have a good one and keep up the great podcast. Bye for now. Thanks, Beth. Um, I can't leave you alone for one week, can I, without you causing trouble, Stephen Scott? (laughs) Well, look, I, I and he has to bring pause. me back in order to fix it up, right? You know what's going on with it. I, d- I didn't Sorry. pose that question. That's not what I was saying on the show. In fact, quite the opposite. I was actually talking more about the. I, I want these companies to exist into the future, but I want to know how they can survive. Bearing in mind, you know, you've just talked about eSight. We're talking about the the uh, apps that you can get on smartphones that go into a VR headset, which mimics a lot of that work. It's not the same, but it's got the potential. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I look at things like Seeing AI uh, for the uh, iPhone platform, uh, which yep. has got, you know, fantastic capabilities of reading documents and all the rest. And then, you know, I get sent through an OrCam Read, this new device that's just been launched, which is uh, a little pen almost, thicker than a pen. I would say it's like a highlighter pen in terms of size. Yeah. And, you know, it's got a little radar or whatever it is on it, infrared on, on it. It's not a radar. A For technical reasons, radar. let me just say, it's not. Okay, it's not a radar. I don't know what it is. I don't <laughs> care about the tech behind how it works. I just know it works. But you hold it over a piece of paper and it scans. UFOs the, here or something. Yeah. You, you hold it over the piece of paper. You, you, it, it scans it. It takes a picture of it and then starts reading it. So it does what seeing AI does in some respects. Um, it's only for that purpose. But, you know, the price difference is humongous. You could buy... Four iPhones, uh, iPhone SEs, and download Seeing AI to all of them on different accounts, and it would cost you less than buying one of these OrCam reads. And I just don't know why you would want to do that. And that's that's a different argument, you know. And I think that's the one Beth's getting into, you know, specialist versus mainstream. What I'm saying is, what does OrCam need to do today to make sure it secures that future for tomorrow? Because the technology is clearly there, the work has been done, it's very good, it's brilliantly accurate, but. How do you keep it going? And, you know, I think the answer to that is that OrCam needs to become an app. Um, and I'm not shy yeah. to say that to OrCam. I've said it to them, uh, you know, spoken to their, their, their head guy, and I've said, look, you know, you need to turn this into an app tomorrow. You know, he was trying to sell the OrCam read at the time, and I think he was getting a bit annoyed. But, um, <laughs> you know, at the same token, it, it's true. You know, that's where we are. That, you know, if I can buy a smartphone, uh, you know, cheaply, and the iPhone SE is one of those, and we'll see the new Google Pixel phone coming soon. It's going to be equally as, as, as well, not equally as cheap, but it's going to be even maybe cheaper than the iPhone SE from rumors that are spreading around. Um, this could be a really, really interesting time that, you know, this this technology could develop in this new way. We're seeing Braille screen inputs. So even Braille itself is being more available on devices without having the need for a Braille keyboard. Um, it's only the physical reading of Braille where the, the, the cost still lies, and companies like Orbit Research I think are the first to start making that move towards making accessible tech more, uh, not cheap, because that's the wrong word, but making it more affordable to people. More accessible to more people. I mean, because it's not just software features. It's about that price point on some of these devices means they're totally out of my reach and the reach of a lot of people. But I think it's also important to say 
um, because this week is, of course, Global Accessibility Awareness Day. In fact, that's when our show goes out first run. It's the Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And you know, it's an important week because it's a chance for companies to showcase all the stuff they've done and for us to talk about the, the joys of it. But I think that it's absolutely the case that there is a need for specialist tech. Uh, and that, there's no getting around that, especially when you talk about more widely, uh, you know, more disability more widely. Uh, yes, exactly. Because if you need a switch control, for example, there, there's no off-the-shelf solution that's going to work for you perfectly, un, you know, except the actual piece of kit that you've got, um, you know, for, for hearing impaired people. You know, the, the, there's no hearing aid equivalent yet that you just buy off a shelf that will do the job. You know, live listen, for example, through AirPods is great, but it's not a hearing aid. Uh, so it's just, it's, there will always be specialist tech and Braille for us as blind people, right? But I think that's that's fine. I'm not against specialist tech, and I don't want anybody to get away with that idea. Yes. And I think for me, no, well, I'll tell you, I was. For a long time, I was. I used to, because, I, you know, the simpleton that I am would sort of look at this and go, well, hang on a minute. You've got all this stuff. It costs a fortune. You can do it cheaper with an app. Do that. But then I was doing this from a, from a position of, I had enough vision to be able to navigate the menus that, that, like you're talking about with the app, Jay, earlier on with the, with the uh, Samsung app. The app is brilliant as long as you can get to the app, if you can access the phone to access the app. If, if all right. that journey is accessible, then it's great. It's like saying Disney World's amazing. Um, if I could just get there somehow, how do I get there? <laughs> well, I've got to get a, a bus to the airport and I've got to get on the plane. And I've got to do this. And if I can do all of that on my own independently, that's great. But if there's no bus driver and there's no one to fly the plane and I've got to do it all myself, it ain't going to happen. And that's kind of where we are with <laughs> What a metaphor. Stuff. That was beautiful. That was, that was well done, Mike. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's about the journey. The journey is key. And, and if that's where a lot of this mainstream tech falls down. Beth's point, though, that I think really stands uh, out for me, and I actually agree with this. I worry about this. I hear a lot about this with audio description. People use this argument where they say it feels like a bolt on. It feels like we're missing out on something. And I, I agree with that because, unfortunately, these systems are not built with us in mind at the, at the start. They may be built with accessibility in mind, which means everything they do that's visual on the screen, say on an Apple Mac or on a PC or on an iPhone or an Android, it's, it's built to look good first, obviously. But, you know, accessibility is, in a sense, bolted on. It may be built into the, the, the way the whole thing's done and, and, you know, built in well, but it's still built on not maybe built in no, maybe that's the no thing. no see I, yeah. I don't go with that either accessibility is done well or it's done badly and if it feels like it's bolted on and you're not really controlling the actual core or the system then it's just not done well i don't think it matters if it's specialized or not well i can go along with that yeah i can go along with that there are several I'll, I'll use say in my particular case uh there are several magnifying apps that i use on my phone or I should say there are several that I've tried, you know, and these ones that will actually just enable the camera and some quick touch control to be able to use a zoom in, zoom yeah. out, and different things like that. There are some of them that I have tried that have that many buttons on the screen. And to this day, I can't tell you what each of those buttons are because they, they tried, but it was an epic fail. Um, because of contrasting or what have you. It's just these big square buttons. I can't tell you what's marked on them. I can't see a picture. I can't see a look. I can't see anything on these things. So I just delete the app. <gasps> yeah. Turn talk back and on that. Probably so. <laughs> but the thing is with it, there's so much there. The screen actually in some of these apps is so busy. 
Yeah. That it's not accessible. They, they're trying to incorporate so many things rather than using, you know, the, the whole keep it simple rule. Exactly. That, right? That's just bad UI design. Exactly. And there's, a, there's one app in particular that I do enjoy using, and it's called WeZoom. And uh, it's... Is that a Scottish app, is it? A WeZoom. <laughs> we... <laughs> I have I have nothing for that. I, I actually I actually have nothing. Like okay. Look, I, I have to say just Thank just on that point, you just reminded me of something. I was on uh, now with Dave Brown uh, last week uh, promoting the show, and then Dave threw me a curveball. I will bear in mind it was uh, a week off for me last week. I was actually taking the week off uh, from uh, my main job, and uh, I was a bit tired, shall we say? And he threw me under the bus with this question. Good old Dave. Uh, he says. Um, so he was asking me a question. I'll be honest, I can't remember what the question was because I'm so tired. Uh, it was something to do with Canadian ale and what I thought about it. They were running a poll on the show and they were saying, you know, so this Canadian ale is, you know, what, what do you think about it? What do you think about this kind of, what the, the, we, how we drink here in Canada? And all I said was, oh, I'm tense. Well, all I said was, oh, when I think about Canada, and this might appear stereotypical, but I, when I think about Canada, I think about maple syrup. And Dave didn't really know what to say to that, I don't think, other than probably cut me off as quick as humanly possible. Because, um, he, he, you know, unlike me, I think he wants to remain on the air. Um, so <laughs> it was just like, look, you know, I, I don't know what to say to that. But was that, is that a stereotypical thing? I mean, people talk about Scottish people as wearing kilts and eating haggis and, and drinking whiskey all yeah. day. And that may be true. Um, but, you know. It's not everybody. Like, kind of like you are right now, but anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you tell? See, I don't want. I don't want to envision you in a kilt. No, sorry. Don't do it. I can't. I cannot do it. No, no. Don't do that. Don't no. do that. No. Let's this quickly move off be, that. I think this is the, yeah, this is the only time you wish your brain was visually uh, impaired. Um, <laughs> but going but, back to Beth, <laughs> please. Going back, yeah, yeah, come on. Let's go back. Let's go back and talk to Beth. Again. Was, that's, that's, yeah. that was okay. By the way, that was a, a, that was such a polite. Uh, voicemail as well, Beth. Thank you very much. Putting it that way. Oh, she's fabulous. Lovely. lovely. Fabulous. Um, and I think that the the choice is the key. You know, we want those options. We don't want to go back to the of days of, you know, certain Nokia models of phones to run talks on or whatever. We don't want to go back to that or having one screen reader available. Um, the, the amount of choice is the key for when it comes to accessibility and having the specialized tech alongside mainstream tech is fantastic but um you know going back to last week's show i think it is an important question because if we do want to see specialized tech survive then we need to ask the question of how can it survive in 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 a market like this with these sort of price points um you know e-site versus just off the peg technology we we spoke to um envision when they're using the new version of google glass to run their envision app you know um compare that to orcam devices or you know whatever that are coming on the market now so many of these companies are a bit using the off the peg tech and this makes it a much cheaper option but if we want to keep specialized tech, and we should do, you know, we need it. Um, they need to answer these questions. We need to ask these questions. How can we sustain this sort of model? I, I, just, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm no, bored and now, and I want to talk about something else. <laughs> I was, because, being, I was just, being serious Let me just add in there. one other. Oh, let me just add in one thing with that. <laughs> Companies with regards to doing this sort of thing are actually starting to make some changes. And I, you, you see it, because, like, I mean, if you look at eSight currently, like when I purchased mine was in 2017. So that was, you know, a few years back. 
And the pricing models have changed, and I think they've changed for the better because prices in various regions of specialized tech are coming down. Now, the other side to it is you have a company, like I mentioned a little earlier as well, and there's a few of them out there doing it, actually. Uh, CyberEyes is another one that is actually utilizing the Gear VR and a smartphone and specialized software. Um, but what they're doing is is they're taking mainstream tech but adding specialized tech to it. Yeah. So they're kind of combining both sides of it, which in and of itself does help to bring the price down. Now, I contacted uh, the guys at CyberEyes, and uh, Sean Tibbetts was his name, actually. Wonderful, wonderful guy. I had a great chat with him. And if the thing is with CyberEyes, and I didn't even realize this, but he told me this, like, I already had the technology myself. I already had the Gear VR headset. I already had the phone. I could have just purchased the app. And, and that's done, the point, isn't it? That's the whole know, point of this. So can- I think you can see companies like these specialized companies start to li- kind of bridge the gap between the two and make a product that, you know, is slightly more specialized, but able to utilize some pieces and parts from, uh, you know, the off the peg type of stores. Because the hardest thing with me with specialized tech is that, you know, if I break it, well, I'm out. But the beautiful thing with some, you know, mainstream tech is that if you break it, well, you could probably get a replacement part for not that Absolutely. bad, you know? Yep. So, you know, I think if you're able to get away to be able to combine the two, and I think companies are working toward that, I think it's definitely something that uh, it's going to be very exciting in the future. So, Right. Are you both finished now? Can I, can I move on to a different topic? Because I'm bored oh, now. Oh, it, if you must. it depends what it is, and I think I know what it is, but go on. He's only bored because we got him trumped. That's all it is. <laughs> okay. I lost interest. Right, okay, so here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about driving. I knew it was this. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Every phone call I get from him now, he's from his, oh. he's from his truck. It is so, Stephen, with, you're not a, like all you can do. You can play Mario Kart. That's it. That's as far as it goes. Oh no, my friend. Oh no, 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 no. I was introduced to this thing called Steam, uh, which is a gaming platform on the PC. It's on the Mac as well, and mm-hmm. you can. Um, I mean, it's about as accessible as I don't know. Uh, trying to use a mouse, or instead of using a mouse, use a shoe to navigate with your computer. It doesn't really. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. Let's put it that way. Um, but if you know this is this is my uh, using Zoom moment again uh, for this purpose only. Yes, yeah. I'm cheating. <laughs> so here's my setup to do this. I play this game called Euro Truck Simulator. If you're offended by that, there is an American truck simulator. I don't think there's a Canadian one. Um, I don't know what the difference is because to be honest, there's barely any difference between the American and the, the Euro one. The the right side and the left side of the vehicle. Like, well, yeah, but that, that changes that depending on where thing. you drive through Europe as well, right? So it's all over the place. Anyway, the point oh, okay. is. That you um, you can drive your truck from you know Sweden to Glasgow uh, if you wish, uh, or you can go from uh, one state in America to the next, or whatever you want to do. It's all it's all there for the taking, and you it's just a, a very basic driving game. It's not like Grand Theft Auto where you have to kill people or drive <laughs> over pedestrians or whatever it is you do for fun. Uh, we'll handle days. that on our own. We're, we you know. we don't need to worry about it. We'll do that ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, it is a difficult thing because ultimately I can't see to drive. I mean, you know, this may be shocking. Uh, Breaking news. I know. Uh, <laughs> and so what I did was I bought myself. Oh, man. I bought myself. Well, actually, to start with, my wife for Christmas last year got me a steering wheel, a Logitech G20 steering wheel with pedals and gear shift, right? Oh, yeah, and okay. This was for my that's, PlayStation because I've been using the PlayStation 
and I loved it. And, you know, <laughs> I was, you know, the big telly and all the rest of it. But what I did was I thought, well, I tried the Euro Truck Simulator um, on the PC and the screen I had was too small. So obviously I just bought a larger screen. And so the we're one back. I got, we're back to the start of the show, the 75 yeah, inch screen. Yeah. Of course. It comes full circle. Yeah. There it is. So I bought myself, and you'll have to help me with pronunciation here. I call it BenQ, but I think it might be Bank. Bank monitor, yes. Don't uh, like no, that. I, I I, actually, I, I've always said Ben Q as well well, because the Q is capitalized. So, Boo. You know, okay, so. there you go. See, uh, well, I, I like Ben Q. Anyway, I brought this. It's a thirty-five-inch ultra-wide monitor, and it's actually a brilliant monitor because it's not. It's it's longer than. I mean, obviously, it's longer than it's taller, right? That makes perfect sense. But it's it's not. It's kind of narrow uh, as a monitor. Um, and it actually helps to to see what you're doing for some reason. Don't know why. You get different, obviously, different shapes and sizes of the ultra wides. But the, this particular one, it looks like a windscreen. I'm guessing. Yeah, and it's curved as well, so it's curved in, and it's got quite. A, one of the criticisms of it when I got it, or at least when I was reading the reviews of it, was it's almost curved too much. I actually think that's great because essentially what I'm now doing is living inside it. Um, because I, I kind of wrap it around my face in a sense. I've got the, the steering wheel clamped onto a desk and then the monitor is able to sort of come up right against the very back of the, the steering wheel and I've got the, the screen right up. So I'm, I'm maybe about five inches away from the screen. Here I am driving this thing and I've got the pedals and I've, I've hooked it all through my desk so I can connect my Lady A to play the music I want. I've obviously got the, 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 the phone is Bluetooth in so I can, I can even do hands-free calls because remember, guys, when you're driving, you have to be hands-free. <laughs> It's against the, the law otherwise. He's ridiculous. This oh, is ridiculous. Oh, he rings me and insanity. he says, hang on, I've just got to pull over. And then he turns the engine off and does the windows up because it's raining outside. He's, this is all virtual. <laughs> I was in Scotland at the time. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah, but you don't... It's, oh, it's I, incredible. <laughs> I've never known anything like have, it. I actually have tears in my eyes. I'm laughing that hard over here. Like, it is just... That's, in, that's it incredible. It is ridiculous. It is, but, but it I is love it. It is so much fun. It is, and honestly, I know I will never drive a car. There's no chance in hell I'll ever drive a car. But I love the fact that, okay, I'm not good at it. I don't pretend to be good at it. I've probably trashed more of cars than anything else. But I, and what makes me laugh is in this game, it's kind of real. So if you crash, you get charged, you, your, your truck will get damaged over time and you've got to get it repaired. And I think I've spent about 500 grand trying to get it replaced and repaired and fixed because of all the times I've <laughs> crashed into something. But because it's a driving game on highways and all the rest of it, you get that sense of freedom. You you can put the. I mean, this is this takes it to the nth degree. This is what I'll end on. Um, what I've done is you can actually put the window down in the game, right? See, this is a new feature they just added where you can put the window down in the truck. So what I did was to make it even more lifelike, I put a fan at that side <laughs> of the monitor so that I get the wind in my hair as I drive along. It is utterly Crazy. ridiculous. <laughs> Um, this is what lockdown has done to me, but I've got to say, guys, I am having the best fun. And because of the way I've got it hooked up with my computer, I can actually do my work meetings while driving my truck. And he does. How cool is that? It's terrible. It's terrible. Actually, Steve, you have no idea how much I want to actually talk to you after this is over to find out where I can go to take a look at that. You've got it. I, I, do you know what? I will do this because we haven't done it on the show. We talked about it on the Double Tap TV show. And I actually do intend to, to do a bit of a video uh, around what I'm doing and, and what I'm using. Because I think for, for those of us who've got enough vision to maybe manage to, to get to it and get on with it, you could still have some fun. There's a lot of us who desperately want to drive. 
and this is just my way of doing it. And I find it very relaxing. I do. I mean, I oh, you have no idea. Like, I'm already, I'm already that. searching Amazon right now for that pedal and steering wheel. Yeah, thing. no you wonder. Have no idea. No wonder. It's yeah. so good as well. So good. He takes it too far, though. It's when he squashes flies on his monitor. You think, no, <laughs> you need to step back. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm having so much fun. Listen, tell us about your setups at home as well, because I, I want to hear from you on this, because, you know, I'm sure there's lots of things we do to have fun, whether it be just the best and most amazing audio setups, or, you know, with great speakers, or whether it is your TV, your 75-inch mounted on your face, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, you know, whatever it is you do to have fun, tell us about it. Because life, you know, being blind isn't all about being serious. And like I said at the beginning, and I come back full circle on this, it's, it is about having fun. It's not we, we don't have to justify all the crazy things we do. You know, if I want to buy something, as long as I'm not stealing it from a shop or, you know, buying it on a loan I'm never intending to pay off, then it's fine. We can do what we like. Uh, we have as much right to do that as everyone else. And you know what? If the 75-inch telly doesn't work out, fine, it goes back. Nobody dies. Um, but, you know, this I, is I, true. I'll go along with that. Point. Apart from the postman, obviously. That's a, that's a lot to lift. But I said the postman who's going to have a hernia. <laughs> yeah, apart from that. Uh, listen, Jay, it's been great having you back on. You've got to come back on again soon, man, because I... it's been great having you back. I have such a great time on the show with you guys, and uh, thank you very much for having me back. I look forward to the next time. Thanks, Jay. Sean, you know, it's just been as usual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank you again. Uh, we are back next week with another show. If you want to keep in touch, uh, I've I've decided I'm in charge of the email address this week. Sean, you're in charge of the phone number, so I'm going to go first, okay. obviously. Feedback at ami.ca is the email address. What about that phone number, Sean? That's one eight six six five zero nine four five four five, And it's toll-free, by the way. Ooh. And you've got to tell us that you, uh, you're you okay with us using the message on air. I don't think Beth did. <gasps> oh, Beth, Uh-oh. that's it. We'll have to take it off. I think, I think they'll be coming in with that <laughs> to stick in a minute. Uh, thank you for that. I hear the door creaking open. Uh, Jay and Sean, thank you so much, guys. Catch you next time for another Double Tap Canada. Bye. Bye. See ya. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.